Hey, thanks for tuning into another episode of Moments with Ndero, where I hope to encourage you, inspire you, and uplift you. I'm really looking forward to having this conversation with today's guest. She is a certified mental and emotional wellness coach and practitioner and holds a postgraduate certificate in psychology and neuroscience of mental health. She is passionate about bringing awareness to and helping individuals and groups to better understand and manage stress, anxiety, depression, and addiction. Welcome onto the show, Mwende. Thanks so much. Thank you. I'm so, so happy to be here today, and I'm looking forward to the conversation as well. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, I'm really excited. I hope (laughs) I will have insights uh, just from my life and journey that I can share, and uh, I look forward to sharing what I do know and, you know, everything I don't know as well. (laughs) (laughs) So just tell us a little bit why you decided to, you know, extend your studies into mental health and psychology. So my training, my first degree and master's actually are in economics, um, and I mean, I am and I think maybe to some extent we'll always be an economist um, and a development economist at that. Um, my work has always been centered around the public sector. Um, I have worked in various departments in government and really, really enjoyed um, a career in you know public policy research, public policy implementation uh, for really uh, going on close to two decades. And it's been really fulfilling and you know been a very, very amazing journey. Um, and then about three years ago, um, I just started going through my own personal changes, um, having to um, learn more and realize things about myself and my own life um, at a personal level that had nothing to do with my career. Um, and in doing that, I myself had to work with a lot of life coaches. I had to work with different types of uh, mental wellness practitioners, kind of just to identify how I was managing my life in terms of my stress, in terms of my anxiety, all of the things that I say that I'm passionate about, and just how they were affecting every part of my life. So in as much as also I was really growing in my career, they're just parts of managing my career, my personal life that weren't coming together and it was really just all around these things. Uh, and once I started doing that work on my own and, you know, how it affected my physical health, I just realized, you know, there's also a place where, this conversation, I think, at that time wasn't very mainstream. I think we're seeing it happening a lot more now. And I just got very, very curious to learn more. It was more about for myself. And the more conversations I was having with people, I realized okay, there's, there's a lot of information that people don't have. Um, there are very many different voices that can share this information. Um, I think the area of mental and emotional wellness is so vast. There are so many different uh, personality types and people and who we respond to. So, for example, in as much as I can, um, you know, speak to you and you understand and feel connected with the message that I'm trying to give, I'm not for everybody. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there are people who would be reached by somebody else, but there are some people who would maybe understand, you know, the way I present what it is that I want to say. Um, and then I thought, you know, like, let me, let me give this a try. Let me see if me speaking on everything that I know, and especially having my own experience, because it's always good to have that learned uh, part of it, which is why it was so important for me to actually get those qualifications, to start learning, to understand how to speak to people. 
but I think nothing can take away from your lived experience. It's always, um, you know, that experience is always the best teacher, you know, there's a saying, and that's why our elders are wiser than us. They go through certain things and, you know, they come and hand down this wisdom and they're like, actually, I've been through this, you know. If you do this, you'll get through it, or if you just wait, this is what will happen. And it's pretty much the same thing in this field as well. I feel, for me, the, 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 the practitioners and coaches who made the biggest impact in my life were those who were like, well, I've also been through this, I've also done it. So it's well and good, you know, I like listening to people having qualifications. I think it's very important, because mm-hmm. this field is very sensitive. It's like being a doctor, you do need academic qualifications, right? You just can't go into people's emotions and into their minds without having you know, a good understanding, a good grip, because it's a very sensitive thing. Um, but at the same time, nothing beats somebody being like, yeah, I've been there, <laughs> yeah, I'll hold your hand, and, you know, you kind of walk through it together. So, um, yeah, that's the kind of short version of how I got to where I am today. That is so good to hear, because sometimes we shy away of stepping into new spaces, because of maybe what we have to learn or the challenges we'll find ourselves learning these new things. So kudos to you into stepping into a space that was, I'm sure, beyond your comfort zone. And just to tie in with the word that you selected for this conversation, you know, with mental wellness and, you know, emotional awareness, people struggle with being authentic and, you know, finding authenticity as they find themselves. How would you describe authenticity and how can someone, you know, be brave in living out their truth? Okay, that's a really good question. So um, even in getting ready for this, as, as we spoke, and I was like, okay, so the word I choose is um, authenticity, because for me, it's really just been a running theme kind of throughout my own journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are many definitions. If you go, especially, uh, you know, to to any dictionary any, or even what the first thing that conjures up in people's minds is for me authenticity is about realness you know just like being real but sometimes it's very hard to what does being real mean right does it mean being honest does it mean that you know i don't lie like if you ask me questions i always tell you the truth or i'm not in the mood for this i want to do that um but i think for in my experience and i think what it is that i feel will be better off embodying if we do the work of authenticity is really getting to that core um, of who we really are as a person without everything else that comes, you know, on the surface around us. So um, let me, the way I thought about it is, look, we're all, when we come into this world, right, when we're born into this world, that really is the realest version of us, where it's complete innocence, you know, it's nursing babies, children, complete innocence and um, every single person is different every child is different the personalities are completely different and completely genuine completely trusting um of course because of society and the rules that we have we have to be taught certain things we have to be taught manners we have to be taught behaviors and we have to conform in a system that has been created um to you know get us from one stage of life to the next right yeah. so we're all in class learning same curriculum we're all different people so what happens because i have to fit into this curriculum i have to fit into these social norms my uniqueness or whatever it is has to start taking a backstage more and more and i have to start behaving with a confirmed conform to societal norms now this is absolutely good we need these norms for society to function we can't always be you know kind of doing our own thing (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. um 
and there is a place for that. But I think what happens over time, or at least certainly that is what I found my experience was, it became such a deep part of me that I couldn't recognize any longer what were the things that I truly believed or thought that is what I've been told are the right things to believe, think, or do, right? So that I found myself in this constant crisis and constantly striving for things that when I burnt out and had to sit down and ask myself, okay, I've been working towards this goal. I've been working towards, you know, A, B, C, D. This for me has always been what I imagine in my mind the pinnacle of a career looks like, right? This is the epitome of when I reach here, I'll have arrived. And in this place where I was completely physically exhausted, mentally exhausted, emotionally exhausted, and I had to sit down and start questioning all of these things that were true to me then, and from a place where, you know, when you have nothing to lose, it's like, okay, fine, now you can really be honest with yourself. Like, you hold up a mirror to yourself and look and you're like, you know, Monday, this be, be very honest. Like, there's nobody here. It's you alone with yourself. There's nobody. You don't have to lie. Mm-hmm. You don't have to impress anybody. This is not like a dinner party. What do you really want? And I was like, I don't think I care about those things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, you know, I really looked at myself and I'm like, I don't think those things are that important to me. I think what really is important to me is like, I want to have lived on this earth and left and say one person you know, was impacted by something I did, like somebody who I can look at and say, this person comes and says, you really helped me with A, B, C, D. To me, that's a win. And I'm literally talking about one person. I don't have like a list of when I reach 100,000, I'm like, no, I don't know much. I'm like, this one person can say like, I did something or I said something that impacted and then changed them. I'm like, that to me is a complete win. And then, and then I realized, okay, then where I'm putting the work is completely at odds with the goal that I'm trying to achieve, right? I was putting the work into something that wasn't my true goal. And then those kind of conversations now started becoming more commonplace to me. Okay, do you really want this? Are these really the kind of friendships you want? Is this really how you believe in dressing? Is this really how you believe in expressing yourself? Um, Do you really believe in this lifestyle? It really just now opened up all of these other questions. and, And then having that... Um, I, I don't call it the bravery, but then to get to that place where, because I think people really um, struggle with what looks like nonconformity. So mm-hmm. for me to come and tell people, yeah, I, you know, I don't believe in, let, let, let me pick something very controversial, like I don't believe in church. Yeah. Can you imagine the ripples that would cause? Like, you just cause instant discomfort. And people react to that without even getting to understand, okay, why don't you be in church? Yeah? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes it then very difficult for us to really be authentic because our real selves usually don't conform to what it is that we've been taught are meant to be the goals that we're all trying to achieve. We're meant to all trying to be, you know, finding a bigger house, getting a better job, having more money, more cars. Like, it's almost universal, the things that we're all told is the blueprint for life. You know, mm-hmm. marriage, children, one child, two child, three child. You know, like, every, it's universal. That's why movies are the same the world over. But the goal is the same, fall in love, do this, you know. <laughs> so yeah. it's, there's a way that societally it's globally accepted. But now when you come to that place of an individual and start asking yourself, is this true for me? Mm-hmm. Right? Is this what I want? And will I work towards it? So 
as I was looking for the definition of authenticity, the one that I found that I really wanted to share um, in this conversation is authenticity being described as a place where an individual's actions are congruent with their behaviors and their desires, right? Mm-hmm. So are the things that you're doing actually a reflection of what you actually believe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are the things that I see actually real? So I could be sitting here talking to you, giving this whole spiel of, yeah, I'm authentic. Then I hang up and then I'm still the same person striving and doing all the things that I said, you know, I, yeah. I don't believe are authentic. And, and, and we do that a lot, the things that we say and, and where we actually put our energy don't always match. And so for me, that really has been the journey. And, you know, what are the coping tools that we've used for as long as we don't live authentic lives? But, you know, that's now, I think, <laughs> towards the, another part of the conversation. Yeah, that is really powerful, authenticity. And, you know, yeah, as you said, sometimes our actions don't match our desires. And mm-hmm. just to take it a deeper level, um, I heard, I've rather, I've heard of the term cognitive dissonance, where what you're mm-hmm. desiring and what you're doing um, doesn't match. So many people are living in that space of cognitive dissonance where mm-hmm. you're striving for something, but your actions are not leading you towards them. Mm-hmm. So what coping tools can they use to make sure that their reality and their hopes and desires can become parallel or they can become intertwined? Um, so that's, okay, that's a really, really good question and a very deep one. I, I, I feel that uh, people, especially who are in that place of cognitive dissonance, are that's really deep. And I mean, I, 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 I'm glad that you said that it's at a very deep level. That is a very deep level. I find people who are already at that place are very, very deeply and firmly rooted in um, the belief of things that are, you know, outside of their norm, right? Mm-hmm. And coping tools, I don't even... I'm not sure, certainly, myself. Let me not say this is true for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I don't think there are coping tools that can help somebody who's in that state. I think in that state, all you can start doing is really finding um, either network support, individuals, coaches, or somebody to kind of help you come out of that mental state. Because really, it is a very deep mental state where, um, you know, getting somebody to shift, if you ever have had a conversation with somebody who's in a state like that, they firmly believe all of these things. You can't get them to shift. Mm -hmm. You can't get them to move from that place. It's very difficult even to reason with them, right? Like, they're so firmly, firmly in that belief that, you know, even telling this person, hey, I think you're operating in this realm, and, you know, you're not in the real world here coping tips, it's very difficult for them to even agree with you. They'll be like, you are the one who doesn't know what you're talking about. Yeah. You are the one who, you know, I'm actually completely fine and everything that I'm doing is perfect and it's working. And, like, getting that person to part is very difficult. I think with people in those situations, and I certainly can, you know, identify that I've been there at certain points in my life, as, as I was saying, it just gets to that point where, you know, something would have to happen where you realize, oh, crap, like, this is just not working. Like, actually, it's just not working. I've been banging my head against this thing, and it just doesn't feel right. So we call it our 
I think the most common is that people understand, like, my gut said something is not wrong. I could mm-hmm. feel that I was in this job, but something wasn't feeling right. You're constantly uncomfortable, Mara, you're fighting with a boss, or you're having disagreements. You know, something is just, you get in your car, and like, you can't even start the car to go to work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just something with that, uh, you know, other people's spirit, you know, your heart, your whatever it is. There's so many different definitions, depending on what you're, you know, belief in God or any higher power is that somewhere in there is still that voice where we know this is not working. So it's not until maybe 10 years in when you realize, oh crap, I've given, you know, all of this time to this organization. And here I am, you know, sitting on the floor of my house. I can't mm-hmm. get dressed to leave to go to work and I don't care if I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay. I need to have then a conversation with myself. I need to understand what's going on. Like when everything now is lost and just not working the way you thought you would, that's always a good time for somebody like that to encourage you. Okay, fine. Let's let's challenge these beliefs that you have. Is it really true? If mm-hmm. you becoming the CEO of this company, does it make you worth something? Does it actually mean that you're all of these things? Um, does it give you the joy that you thought you would? Does it then communicate to people what you thought it would communicate? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and mostly that inner peace, I think we all say we're striving to find peace, but peace is within us, right? Mm-hmm. But that's 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 the that's the fallacy of the life we live. Like we're told to strive, we always have to work for things, mm-hmm. and even peace, we think we have to work for it, but it's right there. It's just sitting there. We just never take the time to try and connect with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Hey, deep conversation. I'm enjoying it so far. <laughs> And I'm just trying to figure out where next to take this conversation. But, you know, there are some individuals who will be listening to this and saying, yes, I want to change my attitude and thoughts to know align with my desires and yeah. really find my true self. But they fear that if they make those decisions, that they'll lose friends, their family won't understand them. So let yeah. me be stuck and comfortable so that I don't yeah. see drastic change in my life. What would you tell yeah. them to do? You know, I, I I certainly agree with that. It's it's a it's a it's a truly scary process and all change um comes with some level of discomfort. It's change. It's it's it, 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 by its definition it's something different, right? Even good changes um come with a lot of discomfort and this is one of those for sure. Going on a journey of, you know, learning yourself better, coming to a deeper understanding of yourself. Oh, yeah, there are certainly people who would be like, oh, this is amazing. Like, I feel, you know, those are some of the reactions that I had. Friends who I'd had for, like, 10 years, somebody would sit to me and be like, I feel like I'm finally talking to the real you. You know, And this is somebody who I used to spend time with. I, I found it so surprising. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, they were on the same vein, very close friendships where people were like, you're not behaving like yourself and I don't like this. I don't like how you're being. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's, it's very confusing and it's very hurtful. I think the only thing that I would say, and this is true of my experience, is just that what outweighed, you know, the confusion that other people felt, um, maybe being let down, missing the one day that they knew that they could rely on in a certain way. Um, was what I benefited from it, and not in a selfish way where I'm saying it was me first, it was all about me, it wasn't. I tried my best, I hope at least I did, to, you know, 
help everybody around me understand these are the reasons why this is important to me, right? Mm -hmm. These are the reasons why I need to do this work changes. I need to be well physically. Um, I need to be well mentally. I need to have peace. And, you know, the people who are like, if you're happy, I'm happy. Uh, mm -hmm. For those who couldn't, you know, uh, understand or, or couldn't adjust with it, then the question I had to ask myself was, okay, what's more important to me? Is it my own sanity um, or, you know, how these people feel? And it's just it's very difficult. I and mean, especially, you know, you talk about friends, but even with family members, you know, how the, 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 the how scary it gets, if you, especially if you have close-knit family and friends, to actually look at your family members and say, this is the path that I've taken and I'm going to go whether you're with me or not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, talk about that's a leap of faith, right? That's, that's you really, really then believing in, you know, in you. But then I, I can't imagine if, I can't imagine anybody else who deserves to be given a shot by me other than me. Because no one will do it for me. More than you, you're not going to do what you're doing yeah. and come and be like, hey, I'm going to give you a shot and believe in you. Yet mm -hmm. I don't believe in myself. Mm -hmm. It can't work. <laughs> um, it has to be me first looking at myself like, okay, let, let's, let's try this. Give yourself everything that you've given other people, other situations. Pour that into yourself first. And then, you know, kind of take it from there. Um, the thing that, that I think what I would say to people like that is fear is there. Like, fear is a part of our lives in so many things that we do. There are many things that we do that we're afraid, and we do it anyway. Um, I would certainly advocate for taking the chance. Of course, it, will it be difficult? Yes, it will. Um, are there ways to get through it? Certainly. Create support systems. You know, have friends with you who are also either part of that journey or really understand that work that you're trying to do. So that when you have those difficult days and somebody comes to you, they're just like, ah, you now, you think you're better. Than, you know, all of those criticisms that you get, they're mm -hmm. part of the journey that are very lonely. Like, this phone won't ring suddenly. <laughs> guys are like, yeah. You know, places that you used to be and hangouts that you're on, guys are like, no, we don't want her here. You know, she's just going to come with this whole higher power of business of hers and bog us down. And, and you're just hearing the next day or thing on social media, everyone was on a plan that not long ago you would have been at and you're like, how oh, is that fast? No. <laughs> um, it does, but then, you know, I, I think... All great changes are kind of lonely journeys, you know, whichever way you look at it. And, um, and yeah, just find those systems of people who are like, yeah, we understand and, you know, find things that will continue to make you whole, whether it's books, whether it's podcasts, whether it's meditations, yoga, exercise. Just start, you know, feeding into your own self and your own energy. And, yeah, it will get comfortable after a while. At first, of course, it's because you've not done it before, right? Yeah. You've been conforming to other things. So it's also a new sensation. But you'll get more comfortable in it and be like, okay, yeah, I'm happy with the choice that I've made. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. You, yeah. you wake up and you're like, hiya, they hang out on that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They hang out. Okay. Anyway, as you said, let me just continue on this journey of transformation. It's okay. And I'm learning yeah. that the people who are meant to walk this journey with you, even if they fall off along the way, they will find their, their way back to you and they will enjoy that journey with you as well. That's exactly it. And I think there, there are times that I've been plagued with the permanence of some situations. Sometimes I'm just like, oh, my God, I really, 
you know, dislike that I'm not, you know, tied to this person anymore, or even maybe it's my brother or my sister. And then, you know, three, six months before, because that's a journey of life. Now you just start becoming so much more, of the, more aware of the ups, downs, the places mm-hmm. where your roots separate, where they come back together. And you're like, actually, you know, it's not that serious. We'll just always be that, you know, somehow. Mm-hmm. As long as there's that love, that good intention that exists between you and this other person or this group of people, then, yeah, it, it always works out completely fine. Mm-hmm. Just to switch gears. There's a young person who's listening, you know, they're trying to find themselves. So imagine a 20-something-year-old, they have these dreams and goals, and, you know, with authenticity, you have to accept yourself. And I I think my younger self in my 20s, I really couldn't accept myself, because you can't accept yourself, you don't believe in yourself, so you can't really achieve the goals that you're trying to strive. What would you tell them to just, you know, accept themselves so that they can believe in themselves so that they can become their true self. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I would say to somebody, and I, and I think you, you hit the nail on the head, even when I was in my 20s, I don't even know if a, a conversation like the one I'm having now would have had a place. Um, I think the, the main encouragement that I would give, um, you know, any of our listeners who are in their 20s is... Um, be mindful of your intention. I think that's the best thing that you can do right now because people in their 20s, early 20s, mid to late 20s, are still um, in a very developmental stage, mm. you know, of their lives, right? You just kind of come out of adolescence. I really, from a, uh, you know, not to get too technical about it, but even from a, a neuroscientific perspective, you know, some parts of the brain have only just completed for me, you know, in the early 20s. So there's also a lot of, you know, pressure that you can't put on this group of individuals. I think maybe what I would have loved to have been told at that time as I was going through the discovery, because there's a lot of, this is a season of discovery for people in their 20s. You know, a lot of people trying to figure out how am I going to do it? How am I going to create my own voice? Where do I, where do I feel I fit in? Where is my space? Whether it's in my family, in my group of friends, in my you know relationships um, with you know partners, mm-hmm. um, in in my career, in my purpose, you know whatever it may be, um, I wish the thing that I had maybe done differently is to be um, to be mindful of my intentions, to have a good intention towards myself and towards others, right? Mm-hmm. So I. I don't use the word to be kind to yourself because sometimes I feel that that's very broad and it's easy to say be kind to yourself and and not re- and, and, and somebody not really understand it. But I think for me to do is be do a check and balance of your heart when you're doing this thing. Um, is it like do you know you're hurting somebody else but still do it anyway? Do you know it's hurting you and you still do it anyway? Do you know it's hurting, you know, maybe your parents? You know, I'm talking about deep hurt, not somebody being convenient because you can't hold a plan because you don't feel like going, no. Mm-hmm. But just really that, you know, I'm, I'm I'm doing something behind somebody's back. I know I am. Like, or a friend shared this confidence with me and I'm immediately going to share it with somebody else knowing that they were trusting me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just to be very mindful about the intention in which you do these things because then now when you come into this, um, you know, range of your 30s, then you'll be able to look back and be like, okay, fine, I may not have had it all figured out, but then I know I did create a foundation that was filled with kindness and goodness and whatever, and that's what's going to now 
be where your fruit of discovery starts growing from in your thirties. At least that's what I think. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So um yeah, it would just be, you know, be mindful, be kind to yourself, be good to other people, be honest, be true. Um and yeah, and 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 if you make any mistakes, be, be you know be open to owning up to them. Be forgiving to other people. Other people will be forgiving to you. And yeah, I think that just sets a very good a, a very good foundation. Yeah. So building on that foundation, so you have transitioned into your thirties. Now you're transitioning into your forties. Yeah. Where do you see yourself in the next ten years or beyond? <laughs> oh. Um, where do I see myself? I, you know what? That's I. That's such a really good question because I feel like every time I think I have it figured out, um, you know, another layer of unknown <laughs> uh, kind of is 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 presented to me. Um, so for me, you know. As I said, four or five years ago, when I started doing my own authenticity work, I was like, this is it. I've arrived. I've reached. Like, there's nothing else left. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now, you know, a few years into it, now once I started doing, you know, my courses and getting my qualifications, I was like, this is it. Once I have these qualifications, there'll be nothing left. I'll have reached. Okay, now I have the qualification. I'm like, mm-hmm. actually, it wasn't even about, you know, me having this qualification so I can now say I have the authority to come and speak to people, it's like, it's back to the mirror is being held up, you know, in front of me again, and I'm I'm finding myself asking myself, like, almost a second, third round of questions. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you've done this, you've done that. Again, are you still being authentic? Was it really you? Did you really feel you needed these things? Mm-hmm. What has it added to who you are? What has it done for your self-worth? Um, are you using it in the way that you had intended? Am I really reaching out to people the way I had intended to? Or have I now gotten this thing that I worked so hard for and I can have cherished so much in my mind? And then, you know, you're kind of sitting on it. I think um, for anybody who's who's uh, a Bible reader, I think it's the lamp, right? It's the lantern that's kind of hidden under the bed, right? Yeah. Um, um, so I, I, I keep finding that I'm... Um, uh, it's more of a discovery of, you know, self. And so so that I, I find it so hard to answer that question in terms of my goals. What is my goal? Is it to be happy? Is to, but I think that's everybody's goal. We all want to be happy. Everybody is working towards all of these things. The goal, like, the goal is for everybody to be happy. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's really to be true to me, to find a way to continue to accept myself more because with every part of myself I get to learn, I then realize I'm like, okay, fine. I didn't really think I knew this about myself. This is a part that I'm finding difficult to accept. I didn't want to be like this, you know. I wish I was more like this. Which is, I don't say a waste of time, but it is part of the process. Like to get real, you have to really like all of the nooks and crannies of you. You can't just like the nice parts. Oh, I like this part where I found clever and whatever. But this other part. I dislike it and I'm going to continue trying to hide it from people and try to minimize it. Mm. How do I come to that place of accepting all of me and then continuing to be real with what it is that I want to do, yeah, with mm. people. So 
I think it's just getting deeper into that. And, and, and you know, as I said, the goal is really just to help one. So if I can get that one person or those two people to be like, wow, thank you, then I'm still on the right track 10 years from now. <laughs> that is fantastic. It's, yes, it's always about that one person. You know, we are yeah. so um, fixated on, you know, having big numbers, working with, you know, yeah. done so many great things, which are good, but sometimes it's coming yeah. back down to, the simplest thing, just that one person, that one yeah, person who seeks yeah. change and transformation in their lives. So with yeah. that, do you have any parting shots? Um, yeah, I mean, of course, other than thanking you so much, thank you so much for thinking about me for this platform. This is a really good conversation. Mm-hmm. And really just to encourage anybody who... Um, does want to go on that journey on, um, you know, finding themselves, um, coming to a close understanding place with themselves. Um, yeah, I mean, just do it through the fear. Um, it's it's a beautiful journey. It's it's um, it, it has its challenges, but I think the the beauty of it always, always, always outweighs um, the, the the sad and the hard at times. As with all, you know, great things that are wanted in our life. Um, and just keep doing it. There's no destination. There's not one day you'll have reached and then you're the realest you've ever been. You'll be real today, you'll be challenged tomorrow, and then you'll be real again the day after. So just keep active, keep going, and, you know, it's truly, truly worth it. Thank you so much, Mwende, for your wisdom. Um, I had such a delightful conversation. I won't, don't be surprised if I call you again and be like, let's have another conversation. Um, so, yes, to all those who are listening, as she said, one day you'll find your true self, the next day you'll be challenged, the other day you'll find your true self. It's a journey of self-discovery, and I hope you will be committed to staying on that journey of authenticity. So until next time, thanks for tuning in. Mm-hmm.